There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we're discussing episode 8 of season 1 of Krypton. Now, I'm getting a little scared, Steve. <laughs> because okay. every time you have season one so far we haven't been doing so good this season with shows right yeah <laughs> but we've not heard anything negative about krypton no we have not and the numbers are still pretty good uh episode eight brought in a 0.17 and adults 18 to 49 with 0.528 million viewers making it the 53rd rated cable show for the day and the live plus seven days for episode six, tied for 16th in adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from a point two to a point five for an increase of point three. And that tied them for fourth in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain with an increase of 150 percent. Nice. They were ninth in viewers total gain going from point five nine eight to one point six seven six million viewers for an increase of 1.078 million viewers, which brought them in second in viewers' percentage gain, increasing by 180%. That's great. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm scared still. Yeah. When we don't <laughs> hear anything. Because they haven't announced anything yeah, yet. Yeah. When we don't hear anything, I get worried. Like, either way. Right. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but this episode was, wow. Yeah, a little bit different. Little, little, little. Okay, that's all right. Let's do this because I'm just thinking, wow, and holy crap, and let's jump in, shall we? All right, Savage Night. A resistant movement begins to form to impede the voice of Rao's increasing power and influence. Oh. We start with a flashback to two weeks earlier, which happens to be two months for us. Right. <laughs> Very first episode. Can I say how different Seg looks? Like, yeah. I, I'm looking at it going, wait a second. Why does he look like so much younger in that flashback? <laughs> what the heck? It's been like, even if they were filming and they went back and refilmed the same thing, I feel like he would not look that different. Right. But you he think. looked like a baby. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so weird. It's all this is, um, Stressing him out and uh, making him age quickly. <laughs> uh, maybe he just, like, clenches his jaw so much, like he looks older now. Right. And and that was before he was stressed out. So, you know, not like we know anything about that, right? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that scene where Adam first reveals himself to Sag down in District 19 and tells him that he's come from the future to warn him about Krypton's fate and that Sag must save Superman. <clears throat> Save him. <laughs> yeah, you see him hand the uh, crystal, and then he vanishes. And this was great, because we actually get to see where he went. Right. I still don't know where it is, but we get to see it. Yeah. 
I mean, was this supposed to be like a spaceship or some kind of like chamber on a planet? Do you know? I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no clue. So he's transported back to a sterile tube-like chamber where Strange converses with a disembodied voice named Sardoc. And we learn much more about the time traveler's past and the Zeta Beam device that he borrowed. Yeah, I love that, because when they were giving him some crap... <laughs> yes, they were. And there was another voice that popped in, which makes me wonder who the heck that is, because Strange seemed to know that second voice even more, like, right. more intimately. Yes. Now, in the comics lore, Adam Strange was once a normal human archaeologist, but one day while working on an excavation site in Karamangana, South America, he was transported to the planet of Ran via a circular device known as the Zeta Beam. Which he said he renamed Zeta Beam. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ran's noble alien leader, Sardoth, invented the Zeta Beam to teleport, teleport matter over vast distances of space and time. So, not Adam Strange. Right. But so, here, we have Sardoth listening to Strange, talking about Brainiac, which did pique his interest. Yes, it did. And makes me wonder if Sardoth, in this timeline, basically, because it's not exactly the same as the, the comic, what he knows about Brainiac. Because he's like, oh, if this is happening, somebody with more experience will take care of this. Right. Like, oh, really? I thought that was kind of interesting. But he's like... You know, trying to plead his case, he's like, Brainiac's headed to Krypton, and that means there's a dire threat to Superman, so we need to make sure that everything's taken care of. And that's when we're hearing, like, you know, kind of, I took it as almost not sort of talking to himself, but talking to a group of people, and we just don't know who he's talking to. Right. And we will see what happens. But I, I was yeah. kind of disappointed where he, he was... You know, like, oh, somebody else will take care of it. So you didn't even know about it, so hang on. Right. <laughs> Slow your roll, guy. All right, I don't know who who you're in charge of and what you're in charge of, but you were thinking, oh, well, he just stole this. No, he's giving me information. Oh, he isn't going to be able to do this. Never mind. Right. <laughs> like, see, I, I always, I'm leery about people who think they're so smart, which at this point, I'm going to have to say this is Sardis, thinking he's so super smart, but he didn't know what was going on. Right. I wonder if we'll see more, or actually see anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you kind of got the feeling that it was uh, Mort talking to Orson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, we're going way back. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know that reference, you're as old as we are. <laughs> I'll happily send you something if you can tell me what it's from. That's right. But, hey, the voice of Brainiac is up to something, and our yes. gang is trying to stop it. <clears throat> yep. With the streets still crawling with Sagittarius, Seg and Lita hide out in Seg's old homestead down in Sector 19. We see Kim discovering one of the robed Word of Rao acolyte, Sebi, hiding in a mound of garbage in the streets. That kind of threw me off. Now, was that the one that was out there saying, stop, this is not who we yeah, think it he, is? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'd be afraid to try to go back then, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Kim wants to know, Kim wants to know what, how's Anna doing? 
and she convinces him that Ona is safe and that the compromised high priest likes her. Good and bad. That's not a good thing. Well, good that she's safe because maybe. if if the voice of Brainiac likes her, then maybe he won't do anything to hurt her right. or change her. And I think it's her innocence right now that he's like, oh, this is weird. I don't know how to feel about this. That's very possible. And so, I mean, like I said, so good and bad that, all right, she's okay now. It gives you time to do something. And I'm hoping that's what Sevi was trying to be like, all right, if you're going to make a move, you need to get her now. Right. So, of course, she also mentions that. He's getting stronger by sucking the life out of the embryos in the Genesis chamber. Yeah, that's not scary at all. Since no, not at all. How they all procreate now? It's the only way they procreate. Well, at least the the rank ones. Well, we don't know about rankless if they have to use the Genesis chamber or not. See, with what comes down in, in like a scene or two, I I assumed that it was everybody the way they right. Play. Which is weird because it's like, okay, do they have to like petition to have a kid? Or it's like, <laughs> I would think so. It seems strange, but hey, yep. whatever. Because we find out in the meeting room, you know, also known as the back room of Kem's Tavern, he has so many rooms. Yeah. Like, this, I swear it's bigger on the inside. It's a TARDIS. <laughs> uh, we have Zod, Seg, Kem, Jaina, Nissa, and Lyda all together. And we're we're getting all this information. Yeah. Can you tell me, you know, Drew Zod is like, oh, yeah, Brainiac ha- has centuries. And by infiltrating the Genesis Chamber, he has the greatest source of electricity in Kandor, which I'm like, oh, my God, we're in the Matrix. Right. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But, you know, he's like, okay, they're he's draining them. And then that's when this is like, hold up. What does this mean? What does this mean about our child? Right. And the, this is the only way we, we procreate now. The only way babies are born anymore. What the heck is happening? Is he killing all the kids? Is he, you know, destroying every generation from here on? And it took a second for them to all kind of look around and be like, oh, crap. Yeah. But boy, Lida did cut her eyes at, uh, oh, man. Sag. <laughs> Ooh, I, if looks could kill. Right. right. Yeah. She was, she was a little ticked off. I'm, but, I mean, that's a really good question, then. If this is the only way, what does this mean for everybody? Right. This may be the end of Krypton completely. Or at least Kandor. Right. And I thought that was really interesting. But then they throw out, too, oh, but when he's doing this, he's in a trance. And, you know, he may be vulnerable. Right. It's like, all right, so maybe there's a chance. But... I'm, of course, the naysayer, and I'm like, if they start shooting at him, those embryos were kind of, like, zipping all over there. What if they shoot one of those? Right. Or are they, like, super protected somehow? Yeah, I kind of doubt it. Yeah, see, I'm all freaked out. Not the babies. Right. And so they think if they can sever the connection between the sentry and his protectors, then taking him out might actually work. Maybe. Right. So, of course... (laughs) Lada suggests using Devham's body as a way into the alien being's neural network. Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, try that again. Lada suggests using Devham's body as a way to get into the alien being's neural network. That's a lot 
lot of weird words all in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to talk to our writer about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. So will it work is the question. Right. And, of course, to pull this off, they're going to need to recruit more manpower. And, of course, Drew Zod wants to use Black Zero operatives to fortify themselves. Yeah, they've been so awesome so far. Right. And then we get some more uh, awkward uh, scenes. Oh, my gosh. Peg, Lida, (laughs) and Nessa zoom off in an uncomfortable skimmer ride out to retrieve DevM's body. I thought it was funny because, you know, you have Nissa like, oh, this reminds me of way back when we used to go to the, what is it, the Artist Guild's parties? Right, yes. And, of course, Lida. And Lida's just like, whatever, rich snob. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, basically, yeah, I can see this being really uncomfortable for poor Seg at this point. It's like, uh, guys, let's bring it down a notch. We got right. a little bit more important things happening. Because <laughs> the ice daggers are flowing. Oh, back and forth. Especially, and this is what I thought was weird. You know, Lida kind of throws out, and what did you think was going to happen when all this was over, huh? You right. You and your dad were going to be on top? And I didn't think Nissa was being shitty here. I really thought she was just being, like, just talking and not not thinking about it. She's like, no, I thought it was right. me and said. Yeah. Like, she said it out loud before she realized she said it. And I think that really threw Lida. Oh, absolutely it did. Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, Nissa had a much bigger game plan than I think anyone knew. Yeah, especially Daron. Yeah. So, they, you know, I love how they're in, like, their costumes, and then next thing you know, they're out in the snow, but they have on, like, these snow suits right really where were those hiding in there (laughs) if it's this teeny tiny like basically the prius of you know vehicles there (laughs) where are you hiding and how are you getting dressed in that i'm just throwing that out there randomly i know (laughs) but hey look they managed to get through the snow and find dev right who's not dead i was surprised yeah so apparently that thing on his head yeah, it kept him going a bit more than we thought it would. Right. So, of course, they drag him back to the skimmer and zip back to the fortress where they stabilize him for the time being. Yeah. Apparently, everybody's hanging out in the fortress now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably safer than anywhere in district than Kim's uh, bar. Yeah, that's, for that's sure. true. We need Ken there, then. Just yeah. move the bar. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Lita informs Dev of procedure that we're going to use to try to save him oh save my you gosh. And, yeah okay i was tweeting about this i can't remember if you were tweeting at the same time i'm like all right so dev can't move he can't talk because they got him kind of semi sedated thank you and it's like link once for yes twice for no this could help save the whole world but it might kill you but it's totally up to you really yeah. everybody could die or just you yeah. I felt like that was kind of, like, you seen she was a little upset, though. Oh, yeah. Because she didn't like having to tell the truth, and she did. Right. And I don't know, though. I just felt like the way she kind of set it up. Okay, all or nothing, but your decision. Yeah. Even though she was upset about it, I just felt like that was, like, the worst way to put it. I don't know. Right, yeah. And 
that's a little understandable because she is military and they probably don't have a lot of uh, social skills as far as well, we've seen how her Dealing mom were treating Yeah, her mom was kind of <laughs> treating her. So, yeah, I guess I can totally see that. Right. Yeah. But he does agree to go through with the procedure. I think if she'd have said it would save her, he would have said yes, you know? Oh, absolutely. That it wouldn't have mattered. And he doesn't have an arm at this point, so he's probably like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. So, Jaina and Druzad are brought before the harsh leader of Black Zero where they hear her shattered dream of a guildless Krypton where the planet could have been a bastion of equality. Okay, who is that woman? She's been in one of our shows, right? Because she looked so familiar. Where's um, Fred when we need him? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just wondering if if you had recognized her or if it's just me. Yeah, I did not recognize her at all. Okay, I'll find it. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, if you think about it, her her dream and I think what maybe Nyssa was hopefully planning for her and Seg are kind of in alignment. I mean, I can't say for that for sure, but I think they were trying to be a more democratic society, at least, I, was the goal. Of yeah, the it, it seems like. So I, I think that would make sense, but... I mean, obviously, they're not going to talk about it here, necessarily. Right. Ah, wait, I'm sorry. I found the actress. She's from 12 Monkeys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I knew she looked familiar. So, Jax Ur, you're... I don't know how to say it. Yeah, Jax Ur. She is from another sci-fi show, 12 Monkeys. So, you don't have to call and write us and say you guys are dumb. Because <laughs> I found it. It only took me a minute. All right, yay. But, man... She, I want to know what happened. Right. Because we don't get that information. But you kind of had some information. Right. In the uh, creaky vaults of the DC Comics, Jax Ur was a male super scientist and a colleague of Superman's father, Jor-El. Oh, so we're talking future, not even past. Right, yes. When did the fall happen for House Ur, your whatever? (laughs) Yeah. So, and of course, supporting the importance of space travel and defense while developing nuclear rockets for exploratory purposes, one of his inventions goes off course and accidentally blows up Krypton's moon, Wethgor, killing hundreds of innocent colonists. So in some versions of the story, it's a deliberate act using an atomic bomb, and some have him using a powerful death ray. So, of course, for his heinous crimes, the renegade outlaw is imprisoned in the Phantom Zone for a duration of 300 years. That's really weird because, obviously, we have no idea, like, what this one did. Right. Because she does say that she knew and believed Val. Right. So I wonder if that was, like, when they fell, kind of like their house fell, because they were standing by. Right. Very well could have been. Hmm. Especially because we do get um, basically General Zod giving all the information to Jax. Right, about Brainiac and everything. And she didn't seem surprised. So when she said, you know, she always believed him. Right. I was like, all right, so 
I don't know where we stand right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, if all these people yeah. believed him, what the heck happened? Right. Well, but apparently they weren't strong enough to stand up against the Vexes and the word of Rao. Uh, David Rao. Yeah. So, of course, her offer to help be the muscle comes with a price. Oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah. Uh, she will only do it in exchange for Daron Vex. Yeah, this is interesting because they, of course, contact Seg and tell him, all right, this is the situation. And Seg being, I'm going to say honorable, yes. is like, not my decision. That's right. <laughs> not my call. <laughs> and, all right, Nissa, what's it going to be? Oh, yeah, sure. I was surprised she was so quick, even even though she's still obviously super pissed her dad was going to try to kill her. Like, she's like, yep, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, I think she's done with him. <laughs> and that's why I, I feel like what she said to Lyda about, no, she thought it was going to be her and Seg, like, she never really thought her dad was going to basically stand by her. Right. So maybe it's like she had to just say it out loud. In order for it to kind of, you know, come to the front. Right. Oh, so weird. Yeah. So after Strange and Kim find little Anna handing out blessings of Rao to the rankless, Strange disappears again back to Sardos interdimensional way station. And now was that actually a flashback or did he like flip back then right away? I think he flipped back r- right, right then. Okay, see, I was thinking it was a flashback. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. And Sardoth is not a happy camper. He uh, berates Strange for his lack of commitment in the past. And, of course, Strange begs him to let him finish his mission and become the hero he was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be in that Justice League so bad. He does. (laughs) And then we get to hear another voice. Alana, Sardoth's daughter, and she intercedes and agrees to let him return to Krypton. Now, in the history of the DC Comics, Alana actually marries Adam Strange, and together they have a daughter named Aaliyah. See, they so, sounded like they had a relationship, because, right. you know, oh, he was never that, you know, into anything, but he seems really into it. It's like, Okay, who are you? See, I didn't know who the heck it was. Right. And I have a feeling that this is, you know, he's always pushed it as him trying to save Superman. I kind of have the feeling that this is him having to prove himself to Sardath so he can marry Elena. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a completely different motivation than what we thought, I think. <laughs> Especially with what happened next, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Right, because Strange goes straight to Daron Vex and tries to convince him that his insider info on Brainiac can help Daron get out of this sticky web of lies and deceit. Yeah, I was pretty ticked, though, that he was there at all. Right, yeah. What are you doing, Adam? <laughs> and he kept calling Daron Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Daron's like, it's Daron. Yeah. It's like, you just sound stuck up saying it that way. Don't say it that way. But uh it was interesting because 
Strange is like, you are not nearly as scared as you need to be. You don't even know what's coming. Right. The vo- what is the voice of Rao now is just a tiny, tiny shadow of what is coming. And he seemed kind of surprised that, you know, he knew anything about it. Hello, he's coming to you to be like, I know what's going on with Brainiac, and I know that isn't the voice. But right. you're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> really? <sighs> Sometimes I wonder. It's like, right. So apparently Adam's plan is he must allow Candor to be bottled by Brainiac, and Seg needs to escape the city before that happens. Oh, yeah. Even when he tells um, Daron, uh, yeah, you need to give me Seg. And all of a sudden he's like, why? What does he have right. to do? Okay, do you want help or not? <laughs> it's like, too late, dude. You burned that bridge. Seg is not helping you. And that's right. towards Daron Vex, not towards Strange. So Strange is doing what he can, but Daron's still trying to figure out, you know, how he can hedge his bets. And I don't think it's going to matter. No. You're super screwed, so. dude. Yeah. And then we get this bonding moment between Jaina and Drew Zod as they chat about who Superman truly is and why he has such powers on the yellow-sunned Earth. Oh, this is interesting. Yes. Drew explains that Kal-El was no different than every other Kryptonian before he escaped in his space pod as the planet exploded. Hmm. Yeah. And... Because, uh, you know, if we can change things, then we can all have this power. Right. Imagine the good that we can do. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't know. And I'm especially, not that. especially the next part when Jane is like, how exactly did you survive? Right. Oh, I was in the uh, Phantom Zone for Crimes Against the State. My good friend put me there. Yeah, you know, Jor-El. Yeah. <laughs> And Jaina just had this look like, I am not buying what you're selling, dude. Yeah, exactly. Do not trust you at all. And I really feel like that was important. Yes. Because I think it was at the end of this one that uh, Jaina's like, uh, Seg, it was that or the preview, Seg, I don't think Zod is trying to, you know, have the same vision for us as, you know, we have right now. No. He wants, I think he wants <laughs> to all. take over. Yeah. It's like, oh. Makes me wonder, though, if Zod, Drew Zod, had the, these powers because he ended up on Earth, then does it translate over to Kandor now? You would think they would have, but we haven't seen him yet. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, maybe no. Right. But he is still just begging to try to get uh Doomsday. Yeah. I feel like that's his, like, ultimate goal, and he doesn't realize. But I'm sure that will come in the next episode, because I feel like we've seen something about them talking about Doomsday, right? Yeah. Okay. So we go to Daron, who is begging the voice of Brainiac to snuff out the Rebellion now with his insider info he's procured from Strange. And he's getting zero response. Right. The Sentry is in the zone, just sucking all the life juice out of thousands of embryos and, of course, is not listening at all. Those poor super babies. Yeah. But, all right, well, Daron wasn't lying because as he's trying to say, no, listen, 
This is real information. Are you even listening to me? Yeah. <laughs> In comes a squad of Black Zero operatives, Jaina, Drew, and Seg, and they're just shooting crap everywhere. Right. Well, the, some of the guards go down, not all of them. Yeah, not all of them. And Jaina's like, go, we got this. It's like, really? Yeah. You're going to take on everybody? You know how hard it was on just to take on Dev. Right. So I was a little worried about her and what that meant. Right. And, of course, back at the fortress, Dev's injured body convulses while undergoing the operation to remove Brainiac's invasive control and unlink Brainiac's red shard protectors. I didn't think it was going to happen in time. No, Valel concentrates on his task and his hands are flying across his holographic computer screen while Lita is freaking out, nagging him. <laughs> yeah. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? It's like he's having seizures. I can see that, Lita. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dear. Calm down. Let me do my job. Right. L's always find a way. Yay. Sure enough, he does. And in the back in the Genesis chamber, the Red Shard troops fall limply to the floor after being disconnected. And at the same time, the sentry retracts his tentacles from the power coupling and attacks Zod by tossing him like a doll across the floor. Yeah, I was like, ooh, what does this mean? I thought he was dead, but... Right. And shortly after that, we see a lethal beam of light strike the sentry in the chest, courtesy of Jaina's excellent marksmanship. I know, Jaina. Maybe you should have went for the head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and you see him raise his arms and falls backwards into a bottomless chasm of the chamber and vanishes into supposed oblivion. Yeah, that was a pretty large chamber, and we have no idea where the end was. Right. It looked endless, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they think, all right, he must be dead, right? If you yeah. don't see a body, don't believe it. <laughs> Dead, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it's true. Right. And we see Dev actually survives the procedure, and Lyda offers her profound thanks for his bravery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you survived. Yay. Thumbs up, buddy. Um, yeah. You better give him a kiss or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> you were freaking out. So there's more than just, like, this is just my friend, even if you haven't admitted it to yourself yet. Right. Sorry, Lyda. And then we see a captured Daron having a tense reunion with his daughter, Nyssa. Oh, man. And he, <laughs> at first, he's like, you're going to do it, aren't you? You're going to kill me. And she's like, no, I forgive you for trying to kill me. Yeah. And he's just like, what? She's like, oh, you're not free or anything. But, you know. Oh, no. No. <laughs> she puts a leather blindfold over his eyes and he gets delivered to Jack's Ur. And now you get to figure out what's going on with that, because Jax is none too happy with you. Oh, no. she's uh, You can tell she's been waiting for this opportunity for a long, long time. Oh, yes. Time. And I, I'm i a little worried. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? I'm kind of scared. Yeah. It sounded like he was going to be taken apart piece by piece. That's what I thought, too. We go back to the Genesis chamber, and sure enough, the sentry has miraculously made it out and appears before Anna in his throne room. Oh, yeah, but he's 
doesn't look so great. Oh, no. <laughs> he looks like he's been through hell. Yeah. But telling her, it's okay, I've been reborn. Okay, Ona, I know you're a kid, but at this point you got to be like, oh, something don't look quite right. You know, yeah. like, maybe something's a little off. But, you know, surprisingly, she is, well, she's a child, and she still has that ultimate belief. And right. that's what I think is really bad right now, because we yeah. see her, like, wander off, kind of. And you see Strange, who's still in Daron's office, which, how is he still there? I don't know. Right. <laughs> and he goes... Well, Daron wasn't in it, so they didn't come looking in his office. Yeah, yeah. So she... You know, he sees her, and he kind of runs out, and he's like, Ona, Ona, and she's just ignoring him, and he's just looking at her like, what the heck is happening? She looks all zoned out. Right. Something isn't right here. Right. And I guess he decides to follow her. Yeah. And, of course, you know, you have everything happening with Black Zeros rushing into the chambers, and, like, I'm sure the Sagittari running everywhere with whatever, if they are hearing gunfire. Right. I'm sure, you know, everything's kind of chaos. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to follow the kid. Yeah, I'm with her. And he ends up at Kem's Tavern, and Seg and Jaina are there. And like I said, you know, they were kind of discussing what's going on with Drew, and uh, not so good. But when Ona walks in, Kem's like rushing over to hug her, and I was like, something is really not right. And I was thinking the sentry got into her. Right. But I think it's I don't know if the Sentry did it or if it's just somehow way worse. Like, I, I'm not 100% here. Right. Because all of the words that are on her face start turning red and, yeah. like, bright. And she just starts kind of repeating Brainiac's thing, through fire we are reborn. Which right. I honestly don't know if it's the voice of Rao or Rao or Brainiac because she said it a couple times before. Right. And it's, like, in that moment... Strange realized what was going to happen, which I don't understand how he figured this out when nobody else did. Yeah. <laughs> because he, like, rushes over in front of, he pushed in front of Kem, and he kind of pushed Kem into Seg, right? So they both kind of right. fell back. Yeah. And then he did something. I didn't know if he had grabbed the device, because this is where I was like, it all happened so fast that I yeah. wasn't sure. Right, yeah. He had to have reached in his pocket, grabbed the Zeta Beam, and did something to turn it into a force field. Yeah, because it looked like what, oh crap, I can't remember which, which Superman, where they like sent them to the Phantom Zone. Right. That's what it kind of looked like, the, the old one. And I was like, oh hey, is it a force field? Did he just send them to the Phantom Zone or something so that they would be safe for a minute? And it's going right. to open back up? I wasn't sure. But, like, everybody's yeah. looking at each other, and then poor little Ona exploded into a giant fireball. Yeah. And that's why oh. I'm like, first of all, what the hell? Yeah. You said you made the kid a bomb. That's messed yeah. up. But I didn't know if the sentry was in her and, and he did it or what the deal was. Like, I was a little... Yeah, we don't, don't know if the sentry is back in the chambers or not. Okay. It, if it transferred everything it had left into her to become a bomb or what. But I'm guessing that everybody else survived because apparently Strange gets teleported somewhere at this moment. Right. And when it happens, there's a woman standing there. 
short blonde hair, and she's just kind of frozen. But he knows who she is. Or at least seems to. Yeah. Because he said a name, and then, like, next thing you know, and it was creepy because nothing was moving, and then just her eyes, like, flip over to him. And I'm like, oh, ah, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, I jumped. I was like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah, and that's what he said. What the F? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It's so weird. It's awesome, but weird. I'm assuming everybody's okay because I feel like if everybody died, well, Superman's done for. So. Right, and isn't that a possibility that Strange transported back to Earth from the time he left and is in a completely different reality where Superman never existed? Oh, see, I didn't think about that. Right. Interesting. That would make it as strange as Strange <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> That's true, so... Interesting. I guess we'll kind of wait and see. Yeah. So for the eighth episode of the season, I can only imagine what they're going to do in the last two. Right. Oh, God. All right. Well, I hope you guys are liking this. And if you have any theories or comments, send us a message at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y at fangirlzone.com. And you can always head over to our website, fangirlzone.com, and it has our contact page, and you can find all the stuff we have there. And it, you can just click on it, and it's usually quite easy and quick. And, of course, while you're doing all that, if you would rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about the show. I am telling everybody I know who's into DC, so... You should totally get, even the ones who aren't into DC, I think would really like this because it's giving us a whole different look at, you know, Krypton. Right. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And that all being said, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I'm an L. We always find a way. And until next time.